I didn't expect jack shit out of our offense, and we scored 17 points. Well, that did not go the way we hoped it went. No, that was a real nut cutter. You know, I'm going to let you guys go first. Uh, I, I think I have very different feelings than most people, at least most people that I'm seeing online, have about this game. What do you think about this, Matt? Well, I've intentionally avoided anything online. <laughs> I don't need all of the hate because I didn't think it was honestly a bad game. I feel like we missed a few plays on defense that hurt us big, but I, I, I didn't expect jack shit out of our offense, and we scored 17 points. That's a win for me, especially in the first quarter. The first quarter was crazy. Um, then the lull that came afterwards was really disappointing. Yeah. I mean, you, you started the first quarter well, off with 14 so points. up. And I was like, I was sitting on the edge of my seat. I was like, this is going to be fucking, we're going to score 50 points today against Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to shoot my pants. Like some, it would have felt like some, some, some um, payback for the last <laughs> decade of fucking so, running the ball yeah, over us. To start with 14 points in the first, what, six, seven minutes of the game, and then to end the game with 17, that, that hurt. But it, it just, it was a gut punch of a loss. Yeah. I didn't take it as much like that. Jed, did you have like, I, I know you don't want to get into stuff a ton because you like to get into it and actually start talking and breaking it down, but like just your overall reaction, your, feel, your feelings about the game. So this game was very tough because we've been talking all season that we lose close games due to these, all, all the turnovers. Uh, we basically had zero turnovers. I'm not, I know that Can't technically we had, but whatever. We had zero turnovers and we still lost this a close game. Uh, so now you sit here and you go, well, now what is it? Uh, it's easy to try to simplify it into one thing that changes everything. But in reality, it's a multitude of things. And that still plague this team that is that is going through, or growing through, not just going through, they're both going and growing during a rebuilding of a broken program. Uh, I still believe that this program, as far as big picture wise, this program is still in a better place. Uh, and I'm not just comparing it to previous coaches. Just in a general sense, this program is in a better better place. Um, I know it's hard to listen to that right now, going through a three-game losing streak. It's very you know silly to hear uh, because all of our emotionals, emotions are high. Uh, basically getting punched in the nuts three consecutive weeks for various different reasons. But... If you can, you know, reset yourself, take a big deep breath and see the forest through the trees, you can see that there is still uh, positive progress. Um, I know a lot of people that are going to hear that and just be like, fuck you, you're stupid. You didn't see this and you see that. And it's like, well, I do see that. And I agree with all of those thought processes. But... uh. It's definitely it's, easy to be angry right now. Absolutely it is. And and I'm not criticizing you for being angry because there are things to be angry for and I am. You know, this game was the epitome of a roller coaster. If I were to tell you that we would have uh 40 more rushing yards, 10 more passing yards, a 65% completion percentage, which by the way was the first time we've been over 60% all season. Zero turnovers and hold Braylon Allen to 2.4 2.8 yards per carry and have the ball two and a half more minutes than Wisconsin. What are you thinking about that game? Like not knowing what 
actually happened. Just yeah. if I told but you without all seeing that, the score, I think we won. Exactly. But but then but then you go. We had minus eighty one yards on return yards. We had two hundred seventy first half yards, but then we had ninety four in the second half. Yeah, like it was the absolute. We we both. You just said it as far as the first quarter high of scoring the fourteen points. We are riding that roller coaster up, getting ready, and then that drop off. It was steep. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I I I do agree with them that. I struggle to find positives in the in the emotional state of that game, but there are still overall for this season positives to look at. See, I went completely opposite than almost everybody that I've talked to or that I've heard from or that I've read on anything. I think we lost Michigan State because we played like shit. I think we lost Maryland because our quarterbacks played like shit and we turned the ball over five fucking times. Mm-hmm. We lost last night to a team that was better than us, that had way more talent than us on the field. I disagree with that. They have more talent than us on the field. There's a reason that they were preseason projected to win eight-plus games, and we were projected to win six or five or four. Yeah, but I think most of that reason was because of their head coach, not because of their talent. No, it's because of the talent I they, did, had, I disagree they were bringing with that. back. Yeah, when you, when you look at those, they're not just talking about a head coach there. And yes, they've had their trials and their tribulations. They've also been without their starting quarterback and their NFL-ready running back for a while. They have the best offensive line that we've played this year outside of Michigan. It was a week and a half for the running back. They have... No, it wasn't. It was two and a half games. We, we just talked about that. He tried to go in two games on the backside yeah. of those where he was not himself. Okay, yeah, you're right. It was two and a half weeks. Sorry. Yeah. Not a week and a half. I'm not, I'm not trying... I'm not, I'm not making excuses for things. We got beat in a knockdown drag out fight last night where we did not make bad mistakes. We did not make mistakes that cost us the game. If you're going to point to any mistakes that could potentially say they cost us the game, they happened on defense. There's a lot of over pursuit and reckless abandon going after the quarterback last night. And he is an experienced quarterback that was able to make one quick move and his pocket awareness was on display last night. And it, it was it was he was able to run out on a lot of that stuff. I didn't realize that he's older than some NFL quarterbacks. There right were now. there were multiple plays. You know, Rule talked about it in the press conference afterwards. You know, we we kept getting beat up by the the QB draw. The in game adjustments didn't happen from either of our coordinators. No, Tony White. I'm sorry, but you should have been spying Mordecai by middle of the second quarter. Well, they were busy spying Pauling. Because yeah. he was getting wide open all the I, time. I, I get that. And, and he made, I think, almost all but one or two of his catches. I think he had eight. Or was it eight total catches in this game? Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, eight catches. And he, I think six of those came on third downs. Like, they were just destroying us on third down. He had eight catches. I feel like 12 of them went on third, came yeah. on third down. Yeah, for <laughs> shit. But I, I, I did not feel, none of last night's game felt like, we are the better team beating ourselves. That is every other every other loss this season outside of Colorado has felt like well in Michigan has felt like we're the better team on the field, but we're beating ourselves with the same dumb mistakes. This game did not feel like that to me. When I got done with this game, I was pissed that we lost. I was upset that we lost, but I also like I didn't have any feelings like God, our fucking quarterback. God, why can't we get a fuck like we had a quarterback on the field last night, guys. Mm-hmm. And he, we looked, had, he looked confident. We had someone that looked like a quarterback on the field. Yeah. That's the first time that's happened all season long. 
outside of the drive that he took us down at the end of the last game. If he's not starting next week, it has to be because of injury. That'd be the only thing. Is if it was if he was he was drugged up enough to get through this game, but the groin's not going to get him through next week. I, otherwise, I, believe, I think you have to start him. I believe that he will start, except that mainly because of the injury for Harburg. But still, every time I hear Rule talk about how so-called close Harburg was to playing even today, I was like, maybe he does play against Iowa. I don't fucking know. I mean, I'm not completely confident Chubba starts, but I think he should. I'm not worried about that. I think the way that Chubba played, especially in that first quarter when everything was scripted and everything was working, his confidence, he showed, like, the speed, I don't know where the fuck that came from. <laughs> that long run where he was running past our guy, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we what? We literally texted each other, like, what the, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I didn't understand where that speed came from because he was blowing by dudes. Yeah. And... He still looks Wisconsin funny when he runs. looked completely <laughs> apathetic for the first quarter of the game. And they made amazing in-game adjustments yes, with their did. defense. Uh, at halftime especially, they came out and their defensive plan, losing their best defender, their defensive plan in the second half essentially shut us down. Mm-hmm. We had wide receivers that were not getting open, and if they were getting open, they were bringing enough pressure and getting enough pressure that it was it was not going to yeah. matter. You know, we we tried to run. I think they said five total trick or gadget plays, however you want to call them, and all five of them got blown up. I'm yeah. d- I'm done with the swing or quick smoke screens. I'm done with those plays. They don't fucking work. I they don't haven't worked the all goddamn that we season. Run and they're so fucking slow God, to develop. I'm so done with those plays. I can't even stand it. Every well, t- every time the quarterback just turns to quickly throw it to Billy Kemp or anybody else on the outside, it's like I I text you guys. We have been propping up the wide receivers downfield blocking, and that's all justified. They can't block on the edges at the line of scrimmage to save their goddamn lives. Stop running that fucking play. It's awful. You're not wrong. I so I disagreed with you when you said that Wisconsin had better players than we did. I'm not trying to say that we are more talented. I think it was a very equally talented game. Um, I'm not going to argue that we had. We are more talented than Wisconsin. But I, I, I just think it's closer than what you're. I just what you I think can't I can't even get close to agreeing with you, especially on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at our offense, and you look at what we have out on the field, I'm not saying that the difference between first string to second, third, fourth string is that huge talent wise, but we are at seven positions on offense. Seven of eleven positions, we are at position. We are at second through fourth string. Mm-hmm. We are an extremely decimated offense, and nobody seems to remember that. Whereas Wisconsin was the most most healthy that they've been in four or five weeks total since Mordecai broke his hand, and we let Braylon Allen start to get ahead of steam, and he ended up running the ball, I think, 18 times, something like that. 22 carries, excuse me. Yeah, we held his yards down, but he was making effective yards. He was getting that, especially in the fourth quarter, he was getting two, three, four yards every push through the line. On the on the touchdown, you could see the continuity of a starting offensive line that they have played every single game together all season long. Not to mention, they're still Wisconsin offensive linemen. Just because they switched schemes this year and things are going a little less than expected, doesn't mean that that offensive line isn't still fantastic. It, the only reason that their passing game was anything that it was yesterday is because he had whatever time he needed. To he had the ball. all the time in the world, and our guys up front were still doing a good job. Yeah, they were, but they if Hup, if Hupmaker came off the field, they instantly 
shifted, and they called whatever play they needed to to run right up the fucking gut. Yep. He was the only one deterring them from basically gashing us for five-plus yards every time right up the middle. He only had three tackles, but he was still a disruptor. He he was taking two or three guys Uh, every play. Yep. Not to mention, he was having an effect on their center, especially early in the game. Big time. (laughs) The the center was like, man, I got to fight a bear when I snap this ball. (laughs) A polar bear. (laughs) Him and Ty Robinson, they both played excellent games. Uh, But the over-pursuit to the quarterbacks was bad. Mm -hmm. The the over-pursuit, I mean, how many... We we should have had five or six sacks in this game if these guys were playing like they've been playing the rest of the season. Yeah. Yes, it was bad, but it I it we we missed on four or five plays. We yeah. still held them to seventeen total points yeah. in regular time. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not I can't killing be mad. anybody. I can't be mad like at defense. Said, yeah. We, we they, I'm not we, killing anybody. There was nothing that I got when this game ended. I was disappointed. I was upset that we lost. There was nothing that I could point to, and we're gonna get there in a minute. But even including play calling, I thought this was another well-called game by Marcus Satterfield. Oh, God, I can't disagree with you any more than I already did. How, how, do, you, how do you disagree with it? <laughs> Swing passes. So you just talk about <laughs> that. So two, two or three of those, and then you throw in five trick plays. The biggest problem with Satterfield, the biggest problem with Satterfield is, cool, yeah, he did great scripted plays at the beginning, but it's his in-game, you talked about it, the in-game adjustments were not very good on both sides of the ball. Oh, yeah. They, there were no adjustments, period. They, his his play calling after the scripted plays is terrible, and it has been all year. So, yeah, I don't agree with any of that at all. It, you know, again, some of it can come down to execution. The left side of the offensive line was trash there, all day. The whole offensive line was not very good. I'm saying the left side was trash. The other side wasn't necessarily trash. They weren't terrible, but the left side was garbage. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think that the play calling was... I, he's had much better games, in my opinion, in play calling than he did yesterday. I think that it affected... So, I, I sent a text about this at one point. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Jenkins was the one delivering the snap count to, to Ben Scott. I saw that. He was throwing his arm out yeah. to give him time-wise... And I think that probably just has to do with the fact that, like I said, Jenkins got moved from center on the on the practice squad over to the guard position to start. And he's done a good job at guard for that. And we didn't see this prior because we hadn't seen Purdy in the game. But there must there must have been a problem with Ben Scott getting up to up to speed on however Purdy does his cadence or does his call outs. And that's why that had to happen. I th- I feel like that affected Jenkins' game. I felt like he was not ready a lot of times, especially when they were bringing heavy pressure. Um, and Prohaska just didn't look very good all day. No. Uh, he had, I think he had two or three two false fall, starts. Two false starts. Um, we had six of our seven offense, or six of our seven penalties were on offense. Yeah. It was, it was a less clean game on that side of the, on that side of things. Um, I didn't think the officiating was terrible. I, I know I texted about it at the time. I went back and rewatched it again. I still feel like there should have been a tripping call when, uh, uh, right at the end of the game, yeah. when Henrich came through um, and just blasted uh, Braylon Allen, mm-hmm. put him on his ass, and he, he kicked himself around so that he could trip uh, Henrich, and otherwise that's a sack. And instead, it turned into a first and goal on the three. Yep. I I don't, 
I, I think it should have been called yes, but I'm not like outraged. I understand why it wasn't called. I'm not. I'm not that, outraged either because that, that's my thing. If I you're know a lot Wisconsin of people are. fan and it gets called there, yeah, you're equally. You're upset. then also like that's some ticky tack yeah. bullshit. Yep. Like by the letter of the law, it should have been called. You're right, but situationally, I'm also okay with it. Not. Yeah. I'm not going to kill the refs for this game. Again, I'll say it. I didn't have any ill feelings about anything specific at the end of this game. Let's talk about. The final the drive. The game. <laughs> Let's talk about the final drive just simply from a, a perspective of last week, everybody absolutely destroyed Satterfield. What the fuck are you doing calling a pass play? You did it. You said it. What are you doing calling a pass play on third down? And you've got your third string quarterback in there. He's not familiar with any of these guys, and you're, and you're, and you're running it this way. That's some bullshit. You run the clock. You take the time off the clock. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody killed I know it's not the exact same situation. It is not even close to the same situation. It is very close to it the same situation. It is not even close. Yes, it is. No way. Yes, it is. You <laughs> see it happen in the NFL all the time, and get ready, Matt. Matt Rule takes a lot of what he does coaching-wise from Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick does this frustratingly But you all said the last week he time. shouldn't be Bill Belichick and, and just kick the field goal. I get it. I'm No, 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 no. Okay. I, I, I I did not have a problem with how they ended that game last week. Okay. I did not have a problem with the play calling. If you recall, I oh, said no, I know. I thought that was fine. It was poorly executed, and he threw a bad ball and poorly called. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I also don't. Ag- I also don't agree with the way that they ended this game. I felt like they should have been more aggressive and scoring the touchdown made more sense. But at the same time, if you're going to kill him for the way they called it last week. You can't kill, kill him for the way that they called last night because he was doing exactly what we should have done in that situation, which was trust our defense to keep them out of the end zone and put yourself in an easier scoring position rather than it being rushed, late game, let's try and get this done and end up throwing an interception or getting a fumble out there, whatever it might have been. The only thing I would have changed is not letting that extra seven seconds come off the clock before the second to last timeout so that you have Two shots instead of one at the end zone. I, I think that both last this game last night and then last week, it, it shows that we need to be practicing situational awareness a lot more. It, the, the team does not seem prepared to win a, win a ball game in the last second. I know that they do practice situational awareness, whether or not they practice this They need this to do one. it more. I'm just or saying. They need to do it a different way yeah. because the, the team, it, it felt this way both weeks. Uncomfortable. They seemed like they, they didn't know what to do with their hands because they had the win in front of them and they didn't know how to grab it. it so I don't, I, don't, I don't blame the play calling either week because I think playing for the win, yes, obviously you want to go get it, but you missed it the week prior. You're going to play to tie and go to overtime and trust your defense, like you said. It, it just The team doesn't seem like they're ready to win those games yet. That's the, that's the other thing that no one is thinking about or talking about still is as much as Nebraska is, it's still very easy to see that we still have some of the, the hangover from prior years and that, that not that, that mental strength to win games. Wisconsin's had a down year. They have a whole locker room full of people that are used to winning and have won games like that a lot over the last three or four years. And, there's so much that it, it's all this talk about. Oh, well, what our coaches fucked up? What did Satterfield fuck up? Oh, we, we you know, it, Bushini, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him. He's, he's played like shit for a while now. Yep. Um, they, 
there were two different punts last night that basically were like just throwing a pick anyway. Like just turn the ball over wherever the fuck we were. I don't, it was, I don't know. That one was, was almost worse. It was like an, it was like a 17 or 18 yard punt. Yeah. Net. There was there was some bad stuff that it, on special teams just in general. I, I thought special teams. If you're going to point at one one group that was really bad last night, it was special teams. Um, Boy, I'd like to have that first field goal from Elvano back. Yeah, because yeah. that that changes the whole game right there. My my biggest that. thing with with the last drive, the, the reason, the biggest reason why it's not even close to the same scenario as the previous week is the score. A field goal wins the game relatively last week. A field goal only ties the game this week. So it is nowhere even remotely close in my mind as the same scenarios. It's not just ap- it's not just apples and oranges to me. It's apples and pears or apples and corn for all I it's not even remotely the same scenario because last week rules said that they were going for the win by going for the touchdown. Well, you went for seven when you only needed three. And but now I basically what I think is last week got in in and the reaction to last week got in rules head completely for this. That's something game. I was going to bring up as being the the. I think that's the biggest negative that I have to say about rule for this whole season that I've seen as far as a chink in the armor. He listens to the fan base. Mm-hmm. He listens to the the cries in the media, which and, is good to an extent. Well, but, no, it's not. I don't think. <laughs> well, I, I guess really, to an extent. I really I think. think it is. I really think if he adapted a little bit of that fuck the fans mentality that Frost had by the end of it, that'd probably be pretty good for him right now. Because I do feel like that, exactly what you just said, it, it affected the the way that they decided to approach things at the end of this game was, wow, I got crucified for trying to go for it last week. He basically said it. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do everything that the fans wanted me to do and everybody that thinks they're football savants wanted me to do last week and I'm going to play it like I've watched Bill Belichick play the end of games thousands of times. Do you, do you think some of that is just him prepping everybody for the future and trusting him a bit more? I mean, we we already kind of heard it when they were talking before the game uh, yesterday. Rule's kind of playing with house money at this point this year. He's already surpassed what a lot of people thought he could do in year one here. Yeah. And so... Well, we agree with that. There are unfortunately stupid people that disagree well, with that. And we're yes. not professionals. But There's my, people that are going to be mad yeah, if I we know. put an L on the board regardless. I know. My I point know. is, maybe he's doing some of this. Fine, I'll, I'll fucking listen to the fans and we'll show you what happens when I listen to the fans in year one so that yeah. next year he can be like, mm, we did it your way. Fuck you, we're doing it my way. I don't think he's going to throw games or anything I was going like to say, that, that sounds like, a little... I get where you're saying, but that sounds a little petty. And so I hope that that's not the case. It's similar to what I said, It's but the... <laughs> The reason that I'll bring this up and I'll say that I've actually said something similar was back when he left Harburg in as the starter once Sims was healthy, because that was what the fan base wanted. That's what that's what everybody was pushing for. And so I asked you guys then. I think I it was said, more because they were winning games. I said but. on that show, I said, is is leaving him? No, I, I brought this up once Harburg started turning the ball over a shit ton, okay. too. And I said, is leaving him in there just a, an F you to the fans because he's basically... Hindsight's twenty twenty, regardless here, and I could have gone back to my starter that I had picked, but you guys would have crucified me for that. Now we've got this guy in here that you all wanted. Look at what he's doing. I don't, I don't know that he's really that intentional with any yeah, of this stuff. I'm not saying that he's just out here saying fuck you to the fans either. I'm saying yeah. 
No, if, I, I if, think he should though. If if it's if it's on the table and he's like, well, it's not a bad option. It's just not what I would prefer to do. Let's do it. We're we're we, paying. We might not you, see that next year. We're now. paying you eight mil plus to coach our football team. You don't need to be listening to what the fans have to say. I just I just I'm not I'm not going to go as far as saying that I want him. And I know you're not saying this literally, but I don't really want him to say fuck you to the fans. I just want him to do what he wants to do. Like he he could just keep do going on the path that he is because the path is the right path. In my opinion, um, I don't think he really needs to thumb his nose up at the fans in any yeah. way, shape or form. Just, just keep being you don't deter from that. One of the things he talks about all season is the consistency in the message. And that's, you, I, I have a hard time with that when we're not seeing consistency in his play calling. I was going to get there. So you want to talk about consistency in the message. And I think most of this season has been a consistency in the message. But again, when you, after last week's game, you say, we are going for the win. That's why we went for the touchdown. And then you see what happened in Wisconsin, where they clearly were not going for the win. At the end of that game, they were just going for the tie. That's a lack of consistency in the message. You know, if he wouldn't have come out and said that after the Maryland game, that they were going for the win, then it, then it doesn't matter. It's, it's more of sometimes just don't say certain things out loud. It's not like the Anthony Grant stuff at the beginning of the season. Before the, se- before the Minnesota game, he talked about Anthony Grant is fumbling the ball in practice. That's and, a downfall of trying to talk to your players through, the, through, through what you that, say to the media. That's what I'm saying. That's a downfall. It's more of maybe just don't say certain things out loud. You, norm- you normally don't have to worry about that because your fan base isn't so rabid that they're running off and, you know, people took those words at the beginning yep. of the season about Anthony Grant. And it was like rule handed them the Bible and exactly. the first the, I was literally about first, to say it was like gospel. The first fucking <laughs> the first fucking book was all about Anthony Grant and he's never gonna hold out of the ball. Yeah. His yeah. fingers are literally made of butter. Yeah. No, it's he has no fingers. Yeah. <laughs> he actually he just runs with mitts. It's weird. Uh but you know what 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 you're saying all makes a hundred percent sense. I just with the end of the game, the way that it was set up and the the way that they were doing everything, I don't think it was so much that they were clearly going for the tie. They were clearly trying to make sure that there was no fucking turnover that kept us from tying it. I really think that that's what it was. It was, let's minimize the amount of times that we can potentially fuck this mm-hmm. up. And hey, w- with the season as it is, I can totally agree that I wanted to minimize mistakes at the yes. end of the game. I mean, we, we and- can... Hold, hold on, let me finish I'm my sorry. point, because what, I'm, what I want to get to, and I, tr- I tried to say this a little bit ago, is that they were taking the n- amount of times that Wisconsin could try and fuck up that situation for us away from them. That's what they were doing. They were taking the clock all the way down, and they were trying to limit it because they knew that they were comfortable with where we were on the field to get Alvano a kick, even though I'm not comfortable with it because he missed a fucking 42-yarder earlier in the mm-hmm. game. And even the he one that he made, really made that one, who kind of yeah. z- wiggled in there. <laughs> <Yes>. Just <laughs> he, he, his kick might be too powerful because he puts weird ass English on the ball just because he kicks it so fucking hard. Yeah, it's. I, I really felt like that was more of it. I do not think that they were just, you know, they weren't looking at the scoreboard going, "Oh, there's a minute fifteen left. We've got three timeouts. We need to play for the tie, guys." I think it was they were going to call their best run plays that they had available to them. They were not trying to call a bunch of run stuff. And if you if you watch the way that Wisconsin was playing anything called run-wise for Purdy in the second half, they were snuffing everything out. Mm-hmm. It was all done. 
every option play that we run that typically we can get out there quick and and with Harburg out there it's it's going to be a five plus yard pickup they were catching us behind the line and that's maybe that's just an experience thing with him uh, but it wasn't working and so they were calling plays that they were like these are low probability turnover plays we're going to leave it here and whatever happens with the clock we, we've got the timeouts to make sure that we can at least get the field goal Let's get in range and let's get it done. Once they got in range, everything slowed down. Then it was, we're fine. We've got the field goal. Let's just count the field goal right now and let's give them the least amount of opportunities to take the take the ball away from us as we can. You know, I I we both we all brought up uh, that the Maryland game played a factor in how they ended that game. I also like we were just kind of talking about the turnovers all season also played a factor yeah, yes, in how they played. Absolutely. Now, so. I'm not completely killing them for the decision that they made on how they handled those last few series of that drive. I'm confused by it. I don't, I I understand bleeding the clock all the way down to not give Wisconsin any time whatsoever for whatever reason, no matter what's going on, what we do, whether we end up scoring a touchdown or kick a field goal. So I completely crushed them last week for the decision that they made. I'm not killing them on this. I'm just kind of confused by it. I don't fully understand. I can agree with that I, for the entire second half. I, I get I get there I get there's a part of me that understands why they did it, and there's a part of me that's like But I, no. <laughs> I, I think it's more of that the fact that we only really had one shot at the end zone. You know, you said maybe seven more seconds to have two shots at the end zone. He, and even that one shot were, was a very shitty shot at the end zone. It wasn't really it, it was just kind of the game. I know. There was 27 seconds on the clock when, um, when the play ended, the prior play ended, and he let it run down to 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. I saw him on the sideline say to the ref, run it down to 20 seconds. That's when I'm taking the timeout. That was when the second timeout got taken. Yep. And the next play was that Emmett Johnson first down up, up the middle to right side, and he got like, I think it was nine or 10 yards. And basically, there was seven seconds left after that play got done. And that's when he called the timeout, and it was it was just like, okay, cool. Well, we watched Purdy in any situations that he had. Uh, that was that was the thing at the end of the first half. Situationally, he tried to throw that that back corner shot to Malachi, I believe it was, um, and we got lucky because the ball landed with one second left. Oh god! And it was probably like point two seconds yeah. left is yeah. actually what it was when he dropped back and just stood there for a second. I was like, well. Throw the fucking ball! It wasn't, I, I wasn't even. I wasn't even worried about the the drop back portion. It was how much air he put under that ball. He lofted that thing, but he was. I don't know. I don't know if anybody was watching. He made the right fucking throw. Yeah. Oh yeah. He made the throw the exact way that it was supposed to be done, which is you put it in that back corner. It's high enough that it's out of bounds unless your receiver is catching it. Plain and simple. Yeah. I just. I don't like only having one shot there. I agree with you, yeah. and that's why that's why I'm saying I don't understand that. I don't understand that lack of extra seven seconds that we could have had, which would have given us essentially two shots at the end zone instead of one. I also don't understand why you don't, with two timeouts left, why you don't get a little bit more aggressive. But it, it, like, I, like I just said after what Jed was talking about is I, I get it, but also I don't. I get it, but also I don't for the entire second half. Yeah, I felt like the entire second half we could have been more aggressive because Purdy did look good. They were he was moving the ball well. Wisconsin made adjustments, yes, but you you talked about how 
Uh, I think it was in the Michigan State game when that when Purdy or when Harbor threw it twenty eight times. They're like, well, it had been working. He had been getting better as a passer until that game, and it had been working. We were getting guys open. The way Purdy was throwing the ball last night, I felt like in the second half we could have thrown the ball a lot more than we did, and guys would have been finding their spots. And he was finding guys. He was putting balls in position, like. He made some high level throws last night that yep. I was I was very very impressed with. There were there were moments where I'm like, "Oh my god, this is what it feels like to have a quarterback back there again." Well, like I jokingly texted you guys, "Did do we now actually maybe have our 2024 <laughs> starting quarterback on our roster?" It's possible. I, I don't I don't think so. Everyone, I know, I know. everyone <laughs> forgets that he was a four-star, a high-end four-star guy that got recruited by yeah. Florida State and he suffered some major injuries and hasn't seen the field in basically two and a half years. Yeah. So you know, who knows what he could be. Right now, he looks like the best quarterback we have on our team. Yes. Yeah. Even with a basically ruptured groin. <laughs> yeah. But the doctor, the team doc told him, yeah, you can't hurt this anymore. Yeah. Let's numb you up and do whatever we need to do, which they clearly, like, when he was running the way he was in that breakaway 54-yard touchdown, it's like, well, that is not the look of a dude who can feel anything down there yeah. if he's injured. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe some of that numbness went away too. Feel, feel bad for his girlfriend <laughs> later in the night, but uh, anyway, price pay for a broken dick. I don't have I don't have much more to say about that other than I think people just need to remember where we thought we were going to be with this season. I agree, and remember how many injuries we have. And just stop being fucking dicks. And we're playing for a bowl game I, next week. God I, damn it! I said it. Uh, I think it was after. The Michigan game or after the Illinois game, I was like, you know, most of us to that point, we're we're only within one game of what your prediction was through the first six games. Yeah. So, yes, was the journey a lot more rocky than we wanted it to be? Way more of a roller coaster. Absolutely. Still, even right now, is the journey a lot more rocky than we wanted it to be? Yes. But is this pretty close to what everybody... Expected, expected yeah. as six far as six. just your record. Did you expect? To, did you really expect to lose six or seven games in a good way? Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and you you just take a step back and you look at if you're specifically looking at what happened last night. You look at the comparison preseason to now of what Wisconsin was supposed to be, what Nebraska was supposed to be. You look at what the rosters are currently with the injuries that we have, with the injuries that they've gone through. Who was available? Who wasn't? You look at the fact that. Wisconsin, they made the right move and brought in the right quarterback to run their offense, and he showed out last night. He played a good game last night, even with coming back, you know, it's basically... He was clearly first, still injured. The yeah. first real game, he had some errant throws, but he also had some great throws, and it seemed like he was getting better throughout the game, just like Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen started to look more like himself as that game went on, and he got a little more confident and a little more comfortable, and... I'll bet he balls out next week, and they ha- they probably have a pretty fucking good week next week. Yeah. If we have another full week of Purdy practicing, getting those first-team reps, and getting all this stuff put together, I'm sorry, but Iowa doesn't have the capability to score like Wisconsin had. If we come out and punch them in the mouth with 14 points in the first quarter of the Iowa game, that's a win easy. I'm not going to say anything's a win easy. And also, no more talking about the under, duh. So easy. You guys have been wrong on two of three. <laughs> oh, I don't we care right what the under one. is next week. I'm taking the under. <laughs> <laughs> How were the questions for this one, Jed? 
Uh, let me pull up the what we had. Uh, BJ, you had the best week. You went four and three. God damn it! Uh, I went three. Ahead, and, no, I went three and four, and Matt and the fans went two and five. Fuck. Ooh. So that means you're in last place now, there, guy. Well, uh, you're second to the fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did uh, Josh do in this one? He went two and five as well. He did Oof. not do very well. Sorry, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. He went three and four, but still didn't do very well. Uh, let's see. Emmett Johnson rushing yards, 89 and a half. That was one thing that I was very disappointed in that I don't understand why, you know, we, we keep talking about how he's getting more and more carries and he deserves more and more carries. The coaching staff, every time they're on a podium, Satterfield, he deserves more and more carries. Why is Grant getting 12 carries and Emmett Johnson getting 13? I didn't understand that whatsoever. He was running the ball more effectively in this game. He was the bigger back and he was... More than anything, he was hitting the hole and falling forward instead of hitting the hole and stopping. Well, Emmett Johnson only had 50 yards, so obviously the under, everybody took the over on that one. Again, everybody was expecting well, I, a lot more carries. I think I said 125, didn't I? I know you said over 100, but I think, every, I think the biggest thing is everybody was expecting Emmett to have more carries. And everybody had a lot of wishful thinking that we were just going to run the ball nonstop. Yeah. It's weird to me to see that we can't get our first... Our, our current first string running back, 12, 15, 20 carries. But you've got a guy who was a game-time decision coming off an injury, didn't think we'd see much of him in Wisconsin's Braylon Allen, getting 22 carries. Mm-hmm. you got to just feed these guys I sometimes. Uh, question two was, what will be more, Nebraska passing yards or Wisconsin rushing yards? This was very, very close. And Nebraska passing had 169 yards. Wisconsin rushing had 156. So Nebraska won that one. Uh, Josh was the only one to pick Wisconsin. Uh, Question three was Nebraska turnovers three and a half. Technically, we had one. Whatever. That was, you know, end of the game situation. You just throw the ball up anyway. That was the most improvement that we we could see in any facet of the game. We didn't even have a fumble. Not, not we, just a we didn't like, have I, any moments that it felt like we were gonna fumble. I, yeah. I don't think that you're making a big enough deal about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no I, I think it was I huge. Agree. And if you watched, even I, I sent the text the first couple runs that Anthony Grant ran in hitting a hole. He had both hands on the ball, and he has not done that all season. Mm-hmm. It is clear that there was a difference this week in coaching. Of you need to be paying attention to the ball. I don't know what took them so long if it's a difference in coaching or if it just took that many weeks for it to get through his helmet and into his head well it's something that is a major thing that i i don't i don't i don't know if a lot of people are going to notice this or if you guys if you guys caught it or not did you watch every time the pocket started collapsing and 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 pretty either needed to roll out or pretty needed to step up in the pocket to to maintain two hands on the ball it's not something we see from harburg or sims which is where they end up getting themselves in trouble trying to run away or do something weird, the ball starts flailing around back here. And when Purdy was, if he had to decide he was going to take a sack, if he had to decide he was going to roll out, whatever he was doing, he got two hands on that ball. Uh, everybody took the under on that one, kind of surprisingly, uh, just because of the what we've been doing. Three and a half <laughs> still a lot. I know it is, but still. <laughs> uh, who will have more tackles for loss, Wisconsin or Nebraska? Wisconsin had eight. Nebraska only had five. They had a lot of opportunities for more than five, but yeah, we missed, they just couldn't we close. Like I said, we, all, we ended with two sacks, and it felt like we should have had like seven. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but that's pocket presence and him being an experienced quarterback, like yeah. I talked about. Six years. It was his sixth year. Yeah. His sixth season. Mm-hmm. BJ and Josh were the only ones to take Wisconsin there. 
Penalties by Nebraska, four and a half. Uh, they had seven for 54 yards. Like I said, six of them were on offense. Uh, Josh and I were the only ones to take the over there. Uh, how many teams will score on their first drive? One, two, or neither? It was one. It was very impressive one for Nebraska. I called that, by the way. You were the only one to call that because everybody else took neither. <laughs> just because yeah. none of them <laughs> scored. Of like, just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the last question was uh, Wisconsin third down conversion rate at 40%. Oof. They were 7 of 15 at forty for 46%. Yeah. And, and I actually and felt every, like they did better in the game. And everybody than what they took ended with. the under on that one. So. Including if you were listening to the broadcast, it sounded like they had done better. Yeah. It sounded like they were on the field every every third down they were going to pick well, it up. Like I said, you said polling had eight catches. It felt like yeah. twelve of them were on yeah. third down. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. It was rough. It also felt like they had more first or more more third down opportunities than that. But I think I think the biggest the biggest takeaway for me on this one was what the defense did in overtime. That was that was the bad the bad part of the game for me on the defensive side aside from the over pursuit of the quarterback mm-hmm. they couldn't get a stop they looked tired the the defensive line especially looked like they were just they were beat up and worn out I don't know I think we were one play away from them having to kick a field goal in overtime yeah well, we had to make if, one we had to we had to make no we I'm had saying the opportunity if, to stop them from scoring in overtime if he doesn't get tripped there I, I, that's a sack true and. So should, I, it should have been a sack, or it should have been a that's what, fifteen yard penalty. penalty. I feel like the defense, the defense did their job there. They just they missed on one play. Well, and the, the other thing with with third down plays, not just did I feel like Pauling had twelve catches on third down, and and I went back and looked at it. So this is not the case. But what it felt like was every time they needed seven yards on third down, they got eight. Yep. Every time they needed four yards, they got five. Really good situation. Every awareness. time they needed nine yards on third down, they got ten. It's it felt like every time they converted third down, it was like just a yard over yep. what they needed. Yeah. It was just like fuck. They have some good experienced wide receivers. They have they have a lot of continuity on their offense and it showed last night, I thought. They they just made a few more plays. Yeah. yeah. And and the overtimes and I know that this doesn't play a factor in Matt Rule because it's a new coach, new team, but man, overtime for Nebraska. Just rough. Still no score since 2014. Yeah, and zero first downs either in all seven of those games. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that it, more so than them not looking like they had practiced situationally for the end of that game, the overtime, it's like, are you guys practicing overtime at all? Because that, that looked bad, but also, I mean, you had the momentum with Wisconsin scoring the touchdown, and their, their defense was just fired up. Mm-hmm. Their defense got stronger and stronger in that game, and I felt like we got worn down. But a loss is a loss. We're on to Iowa to try and save the bowl season. Fuck Iowa. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Cornester football history. 